All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a minute, but we are back. This is your man, Elder Jamal. You are listening to Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where your Second Amendment is protected as long as you got them facts, but you know that already. I'm back. Like I said, I've been going through some things, but here I am live and direct from Washington, D.C., Northeast to be exact. So let's get right into it. I told you guys I was going to talk about a little bit more about Mr. Kavanaugh today and uh, what his nomination, overall nomination, the impact of it so far and just the drama and what it all means and what I've seen so far uh, relating to that in the world, at least in this country's political uh, hub, in this in this country's capital itself, live and direct, um, I have some I I have my own eyewitness accounts to what's going on out here, and I wanted to share that with you guys. Also tonight, we're gonna be talking some college football. We're gonna be going over what happened last night. Uh, we're gonna be going over the scores. And we're going to also be going over um, the st- uh, rankings at the moment. Uh, we're about f- five weeks since so we had a good good point uh, to see where everybody's at. Uh, some teams have lost, some teams haven't, but the strong the strong teams are surviving. We're starting to see more of, uh, more of who those are. And also, we're going to wrap this up with some NFL news. We're going to talk some stuff about that as well. We got some Earl Thomas news, Seahawks. They got some drama, and then we're going to go over the scores for that. Okay, so let's get right into it with. Mr. Kavanaugh and Republicans headed by your man Jeff Flake have decided to delay Kavanaugh's vote for Supreme Court justice another week. Uh, They are uh, going to conduct an extra uh, FBI investigation into more into his background and also the allegations that have recently been made. We all know about the accounts of uh, I think her name is, yes, Dr. Floyd, uh, her last name is Floyd Blassie. Um, and, uh, def- they definitely had their hearings on the, on the, on the Senate floor. Uh, and the, the big Trump, uh, the big quote from Mr. Trump is I've ordered the FBI to conduct a supplemental, in- supplemental investigation to update Judge Kavanaugh's file. As the Senate requested, the update must be limited in scope and completed in less than a week. And see, I already feel especially with a Republican ran Congress in the house at the moment uh, there, you know, that is strictly from, I feel like in a way it kind of weakens the investigation or it kind of, you know, because I think in reality, they already had the decision made. And this is why I'm going to, you know, lead into some more and I'm going to stress another point uh, when I get to it. But, uh, I pretty much think they've already made their investigate uh, where they made the decision and pretty much the conservatives are going to ride with Kavanaugh, despite uh, what's already been known, despite the testimonies. And I do feel your boy is lying. Uh, he even said it himself. Something may have happened, but I don't I didn't do it. See that right there. I don't I don't mess with that. I don't believe in that type of comment. I wouldn't have said anything if I if I wasn't there. I didn't well, if I didn't have nothing to do with it. I'm going to say this. I didn't have nothing to do with it at all. Point blank, period. Uh, you know, his reactions, his testimony itself left a lot to be desired on my end, a lot to be questioned on my end. And just with the fact that this quote unquote, uh, the scope of the investigation will be limited. I, I don't even think they'll be able they'll be going that deep into it. And with less than a week, you know, with less than a week left, I mean, what more could they possibly find that they don't already know? I, like I said, would they, you know, I think they know enough 
And uh, regardless of the regardless of the situation, there there more than likely, I would say nine times out of ten, was an issue. Uh, if 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 there's multiple accounts, which there is, they have two more cases. Uh, one by a woman named Deborah Ramirez, and another by a woman named Julie uh, Swetnick. There's obviously some type of issue. There's obviously something that he's done. So you know that's what we have to figure out here and i think it's important to have that be the case because really you do not want people who break the law people who take advantage of other people to constantly be rewarded this is what's wrong with our society and we've allowed somebody like trump who's materialistic who obviously does not understand human nature, and, and I'm starting to see the many of the Republicans and conservatives as well do not understand or care about human nature. Uh, obviously, he was in a situation where he took advantage of that girl. He took advantage of multiple women. This is what men in power do. This is why I keep warning my, especially my young brothers, when you get in a position of power, when you're in a position where you're about to, even if you're in a position of, of about to break through, when you're right at the ceiling, be careful of what you're getting yourself into. Don't put yourself out there anyway, you know, because this is what happens. And this is why I encourage women. And when these things happen to you, report it right away. Don't sit back and wait. Don't wait two or three months. Don't wait two or three years. And if somebody's around you, even immediately, you know, if somebody's making you feel uncomfortable, let it be known to all my female friends out there. If you need a, a, a if they have daughters or, or sons, if you need a god dad or a protector or an uncle type fit, I'll knock a creep out for you. But we don't we don't play. We don't we should not be allowing these things to happen to our women and allowing women to be silent on them. Women, please speak up as a man. I am willing to help you, but you have to be willing to speak up right away. Because with her waiting, with us, uh, unfortunately, with Miss Blasse Ford waiting, waiting so long, it's easy for the Republican Party and the rest of the conservatives and whoever else might be a swing voter in this situation, although they are the ones that have initially brought up the probe. Um, and I'll get into flake more in, uh, in just a second. It's a lot. It, it will allow them to basically undermine you. Do not wait, women. Ladies, young women, do not wait. They will undermine your claims and undermine. Obviously, they will undermine you as a human being. If you are raped, go immediately to the authorities, to whoever you feel comfortable with. Get a rape kit. Get an investigation. That's what you have to do. Do not wait 20, 10 years or months. They will dis they will do their best to discredit you. I, I repeat, do not wait. And men, be active in protection of your women, whether they be young, especially the young women, because this is when she was. This is what you know when this happened. She was a young woman. Keep your eyes on your young women, not in a sexual way, of course, but just keep a protective lookout for them. Do that. You avoid this. Now, back to your man, uh, Flake, Jeff Flake. He initially wanted to support Kavanaugh, uh, but he was stopped after the after one of the hearings. I believe it was a uh, Friday or so. 
and um, he was stopped by a, a a protester and they basically said, you know, they basically challenged him. You know, they said some things to you, obviously, uh, do you have a daughter, stuff like to that nature. And they pursued him into his elevator and just kept putting it in his ear because and I think they have a right to. I mean, and of course, you know, it's and, it's, and that's why I think it's important for women to, you know, immediately push this I and mean, immediately report these things because what the republicans are doing is basically accusing the democrats of just stirring up drama and being manipulative see that's why you cannot wait had it already had it had already been reported it would have already been on his file and you would have already been able to make that guess when you you know you can already make that decision when you when when uh she decided to wait it's almost as as if the Republicans are saying, oh, well, they're just completely making this up. This did not happen. OK, so don't like I said, you know, report these things. Now, like I said, I think this is pretty much going to be uh, a wrap. I think he's going to pretty much be the man to be. I mean, he's going to be nominated eventually. Uh, the vote was already passed 11 to 10 on party lines. Uh, at least to have the vote, the initial vote. So the initial step has passed. Uh, they're going to have a final vote, like I said, uh, uh, next week after the investigation. But like I said, he's already, you know, been cleared. OK, and this is why you do not wait. It would have already been on his file and if it was already on his file it would have excluded him from a lot of different things. He wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been this far in his career. I don't think he had he had those issues, especially if he was a black man. That's why I keep in uh, recently there were some comments by Trump Jr. Talking about if you can't handle harassment on the workforce, don't bother being on the workforce. That's a trap, brothers. You ain't going to get get away with that. So don't even listen to bruh completely to completely get away from that. OK, don't even don't even don't even think to think along his lines. He will have you fucked up. OK, now other swing voters uh, in the Senate, including Alaska Republican Senator uh, Lisa Murkowski and also Maine uh, Senator Susan uh, Collins, also Republican and another Democrat uh, will be uh, well, basically head of the team with Ka uh, with Flake to push this extra investigation. The probe will also investigate Mark Judge. A, a prominent political author. Uh, he's he will he will he was actually said to be in the room with Kavanaugh at the time. And there's also that, you know, pretty much it was a group rape type of thing. So he will be investigated as well. And like I said, they'll be investigating the other incidents. Uh, well, actually, the other excuse me, the other accusations made by Ju Miss Julie Swetnick and also Miss Deborah Ramirez. So and the the FBI has already reached out to Miss Ramirez. So you know, like I said, this this uh, process should be wrapped up soon. And honestly, you know, like I said, it's almost a foregone conclusion. You know, this is why I'm stressing. Do not wait. Had this already been discovered, had this already been on his file, there'd be no reason Trump could fuck with cuz. Of course, Trump knows he probably did something. He's about that shit. He grabs girls by the pussy. See, and see, this is the problem. See, and this is the problem with, you know, the whole Demo the whole Democrat Republican beef, the whole conservative liberalism beef. And this is what happens. You get caught up in all these different terms and these different terminologies and you and you and you forget that these people are just, you know, messed up individuals. See, a president 
should not have the mentality of grabbing just any woman by the pussy. No man should have that mentality. You can get you can get in trouble for having that mentality. You touch the wrong pussy, you can go to jail. You could, you could be you could be sued if you have any type of money. Do not do that, young men. Do not do that, my men that have you know my brothers, you know who are who might not be who might be older who might come have some type of money. Don't do that. Do not play yourself. This is this is a two-sided game. Do not fall in either one of their traps. Okay? Don't do it. Now, of course, Kavanaugh denies all allegations, although I can look in his eyes and know I saw, I saw him on TV. There's something deeper into those stories. He did something. I don't know exactly what, but he did something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Now, whatever new findings, uh, whatever uh, new information that is found will be forwarded straight to the Senate and will not be made public. Okay? So... Don't expect anything outside of you just hearing about the nomination or not or them not nominating him or him not, you know, falling through with the vote. Now, Kavanaugh also played a big role in Bill Clinton's sex scandal. And this is all ironic. This is ironic as as hell that the man who who cheated just as much as as Bill Clinton, who who actually raped women, was investigating in a, in a sexual allegation. All, all Monica Lewinsky did was willingly give Bill head. You took a you took her you took a girl's mouth. So I, there's a difference. There's a there's a real difference. Okay, and I find it very ironic that you're in your situation, Mr. Kavanaugh. Now, midterms in Texas, West Virginia, Indiana are being highly affected by this. Uh, all candidates from both both uh, sides are pretty much using that thing as a rallying cry. So, you know, this is playing big. This is playing big into your right into, you know, pretty much your political structure. And I think it's very important that we understand just who we're getting into our government. And if you want rapists in there, you want crooks and thieves in your in your government. Well, don't be mad when we start losing money, when you're when your regulations are cut from, from big corporations and there's nothing to protect you from getting your uh, your your health care or your insurance or, you, you know, getting paid more, getting paid living wages, being able to find quality housing, because that's what they're going to. That's what crooks do. And you and you and unfortunately, Americans voted for them. Because of whatever reasons. Whether he be white, whether he be rich, maybe you are sick of Democrats. I don't care. You voted crooks in there. You voted rapists in your office. You're going to have to deal with that for generations, especially if Kavanaugh's elected, because that's his lifetime, a lifetime job. So thanks a lot. A lot of you. Thanks a lot. Some of you guys, because obviously you guys did your homework and you thought that Hillary was so evil with the little information that you really you claim to have and you claim it's so serious again again i hear more drama coming from trump than i ever really that's outside of really benghazi honestly i don't i didn't see too much from hillary in terms of drama it's your boy trump that's all that's that's that made a fake university but that's who y'all voted for on that note we still need help as a society women report your issues Men, keep a keep an ear open and don't be afraid to stand up for what is right. It's wrong. It was it was it was wrong of Kavanaugh to do what he did, whatever exactly it was. I know he took advantage of many women and that's what many people who claim to be in power do. 
Y'all okay with that? I'm not. A lot of y'all might, you know, be caught up in your conservative, Democrat, whatever nonsense. I don't mess with rapists. That's that's where I stand. So with that note, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to be talking some college football. All right, y'all. All right, ladies and gents. So we are back. And like I said, we're going to be talking some college football. And Clemson might just be in a little bit of trouble. Now, their freshman starting quarterback, Trevor Trevor Lawrence, got a concussion uh, yesterday in the win versus Syracuse. He took a, a major shot to the head. Now, he entered concussion protocol, and he may even miss the next game. The backup, Chase Bryce, was 7-13, 83 yards, and he had an interception. Now, here's the kicker. Their senior quarterback, Kelly Bryant, has decided to transfer, and I don't blame him. Uh, he was going into this year as a starter, and he had already taken the team to the playoffs. Throughout the course of the offseason, your boy Dabo decides to call Trevor Lawrence a starter. I don't really know why. Again, if if a quarterback's taking me to the playoffs, why why fix it? Why go with why go with a freshman who's unproven? I, I'm sorry. I have to question Dabo's motives behind that. You know, that's just me. And this is the other kicker. Two quarterbacks have already transferred, including a five-star recruit from 2017, Hunter Johnson, who went to Northwestern. And they have a, they had another four-star recruit leave and go to a uh, Division II school. So they got some issues uh, because if, you know, Trevor Lawrence can't stay healthy, you only got one backup. And I'm not mad at Kelly for making his decision to transfer. You know, I had I, I saw one pundit say it was selfish of him. Uh, you know, he left his team hanging. No, the team left him hanging. He took them to the playoffs, and they decided to roll with the freshmen. They ass out. So Clemson, step y'all game up. Y'all got the win. Hopefully, you can get another one. Hopefully, Trevor Lawrence can come back. But see, that's the issue. You know. Once you get one injury, you don't know uh, just how healthy he can maintain. You don't know how he can, you know, and and what if he gets another injury? You know, so you, you had to think about that one. You know, I would have went with Kelly Bryant, and if Kelly Bryant would have been in that situation, you could have played Trevor Lawrence. And if Trevor Lawrence can, can blow your mind away now, then okay, maybe you make him a starter during the season. But, you know, they messed up. Dabo, you messed up. I think you should have went with Kelly Bryant. I just thought in quarterback, and this is your karma. I hope, I hope for, I hope he stays healthy. But I didn't like that move, so y'all got to deal with that one. So uh, we're gonna move on to these top twenty-five scores of the weekend, and uh, Alabama they got an easy win against Louisiana Lafayette, fifty-six to fourteen. Of course, you know it's the number one team in the nation. It's Bama. And Louisiana Lafayette is Louisiana Lafayette. They they don't win too much. So, easy win for them. We also got some Big 12 action. West Virginia was able to come out on top against Texas Tech, 42 to uh, to 34. And in terms of stats, your boy Will Greer, the Heisman candidate at quarterback, he had another awesome day for West Virginia. He went 27 of 41, 370 yards, and he had three touchdowns. In terms of rushing, Kennedy McCoy led the way with 77 yards and a touchdown. Lady Brown was also able to get a touchdown on the ground as well. So they were able to be balanced. They were able to score running and passing. So you got to give them that. 
That's how you be. That's how you you become successful in college football. You got to score both ways, and in football in general, you got to be able to run the ball and score. You got to be able to pass the ball and score. So they are able to do that this season. The question is, can they keep it up? Can they do it against Oklahoma? Can they do it against Texas? Uh, but in terms of receiving, Marcus Sims led the way. He had nine catches, 138 yards, and a touchdown. Gary Jennings also helped out tremendously. He had seven catches, 70 yards, and two touchdowns. And in terms of defense, linebacker David Long had. 15 total tackles and Kenny Robinson had nine total tackles and two interceptions. Now, in terms of Texas Tech, uh, Jeff D- uh, Duffy, oh, actually, they had two quarterbacks uh, get some reps for them. Jeff Duffy went 16 to 27, 172 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. And Alan Bowman went 9 to 20, 123 yards. He had a touchdown and interception. And you all know the quote, y'all. If you got two quarterbacks, you really got none because you really don't have an identity. You really haven't established who you are as a team yet, at least offensively. Cal had the same problem this uh, this weekend as well against Oregon. We're going to talk a little bit about at least the score a little bit more uh, we get to there. And in terms of rushing, Jeff, uh, Jeff Duffy also helped out there. He had 86 yards, a touchdown. Uh, and a rushing touchdown. And Tashawn Henry, he also had a rushing yard, a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, in terms of receiving, Antoine Wesley led the way. He had eight catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jadeon High, he had six catches, catches and 105 yards. And also Daquan Bowman, he had six catches for 54 yards and a touchdown. And in terms of defense, Demarcus Fields led the way. He had 10 total tackles. So, you know, obviously Texas Tech was able to come back, but you know, real Greer, real Greer, he's on fire right now. Like I said, he's the he's a he's a forerunner for the Heisman, and just too much for him. Um, uh, when it, you know, too much for him in the end. Just a little bit, too, just a little bit more. You know, uh, just a little bit more, just a little bit better in quarter in terms of quarterback play, and that's I think that's what led to let uh, West Virginia, uh, West Virginia's victory yesterday. Uh, we also well, let's get right back into these scores. Uh, we got oh, excuse me. Uh, we got Baylor uh, losing to Oklahoma, thirty to sixty-six. Uh, Pitt lost to Central Florida, uh, fourteen to fifteen. Southern Miss loses to Auburn, twenty-four to eight, uh, twenty-four to thirteen. Excuse me. Uh, the Gators were able to get a win, a SEC win against Mississippi, Mississippi State, thirteen to six. Uh, Stanford, mm. Mm, mm, mm. my my my, how the mighty fall. Uh, they get whooped on by Notre Dame, thirty-eight to seventeen. And Kentucky, they're able to keep, they're able to go five and zero. And this is the first time they've been able to do this in a long time. But they were able to get the win against South Carolina, twenty-four to ten. Let's talk a little bit more about this game as well. Uh, Terry Wilson Jr. He led the way in terms of passing. Uh, he had one hundred thirty-two yards, thirteen to twenty, and he also had an interception. But then he also had a rushing touchdown, so he was able to do his, he was able to help his team out. Uh, Barry. Uh, Benny Snell Jr., excuse me, the running back, he had 99 yards and a touchdown. And I seen Rose, he also had a touchdown as well. In terms of receiving, C.J. Conrad, he had three catches for 31 yards. Again, it wasn't a great passing game from them, but they they played stout defense, only giving up 10 points, and they had a good rushing game. And in terms of de- uh, defense, Darius West led the way. He had nine total tackles and an interception. And Mike Edwards, he also had six uh total tackles and an interception. So like I said, they were able to get turnovers. They were able to get stops. They only put 10, uh, they were only able to allow 10 points on the board and you can't be mad at that. Um, I don't know how far Kentucky goes. You know, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to take their lumps, but again, 
Um, this is the first time they've gone at least five five and zero oh, uh, in a long time. So things are looking up. So you know, let's say they lose a few games this year. So what? They'll be back next year. They'll be. Able to, I think they will be a little bit better in the years to come. That's I think, and I think this is the start of that. Okay, so going back to the uh, to the scores, uh, we got um, LSU beating up on Ole Miss, forty five to seventeen. Ole Miss is falling apart. Uh, they can't. They can't win worth nothing. Uh, North Carolina State was able to get the win against Virginia, 35-21 in ACC conference play. Uh, Michigan State was able to get an easy win against the MAC opponent. Uh, they beat Central Michigan 31-20. I'm not really impressed. Uh, Texas was able to come out on top against uh, Kansas State, 19-14. They still remain in the top 25. Number two, Georgia. They beat up on Tennessee, 38-12. And we got Michigan beating Northwestern 20 to 17. I also want to talk a little bit about this game, too, because to be honest with you, I'm not really impressed with Michigan still. I thought it was a sloppy game on them on their part offensively. Um, but let's get right into it real quick. Let's, let's dissect it a little bit more. Um, in terms of passing, uh, Northwestern was led by Clayton Thurston. He went 16 to 27. He had 174 yards and he had a rushing touchdown. Uh, in terms of rushing, uh, John Moten IV, he had a touchdown. And in receiving, uh, Flynn Nagel led the way. He had six uh, six catches and 65 yards. And on defense, uh, defensive back J.R. Pace, he had 11 total tackles. Now, the thing about this game is that Northwestern was up 17 to zero at halftime. This is why I'm not really impressed with Michigan, to be honest with you. And uh, in terms of their stats, Shea Patterson, he went 15 to 24, 196 yards. See all that talk about being having the best quarterback in the league, having one of the best transfers. See, I didn't fall through. I don't, I don't buy Michigan. I'm sorry. I don't buy them. Uh, in terms of rushing, the man, Karan Higdon, he did go off, though. He had 115 yards, two touchdowns, and he was able to score about he was able to score the game-winning touchdown about five minutes to go. Now, and this is another reason why I just I'm not really a fan of Michigan. But let me let me just finish. I'll get to my I'll get to my assessment of the game in just a second. But in terms of receiving, Nico Collins led the way. He had six catches and 73 yards. And uh, Chaz Winovich had a great game on defense. One player I do like from their squad is him. The defensive end, he had nine total tackles and a sack, and the team themselves as a whole had four sacks as a team. So I do like the defense. My only my issue is is really it, it wasn't because I don't think Michigan won the game. I'm be honest with you, I don't think it's not it's I don't feel like Michigan won the game. I feel like Northwestern lost the game. Northwestern was. They couldn't put up any points in the second half. Yeah, you could say Michigan's defense stepped up, so on and so forth. But in reality, Northwestern just can't really get it done. And if anybody I will be putting on the hot seat, it's, it's their head coach, Pat Fitzgerald. And I'm going to leave it like that. It was a sloppy game from both teams. And I'm really not impressed on the game. So let's get right back into the uh, the scores. We got Virginia Tech uh, beating Duke 31-14. Ohio State beats Penn State. Whew, that was a close game, 27-26. Uh, uh, Washington was able to beat down on BYU 35-37. They go up to 4-1. They're still, they're still pretty much, yeah, they're still on top of the pack. It's still on top of the pack 12. And Oregon, like I said, my boys, the Ducks, was able to beat on Cal and their two QBs. 42 to 24. I don't want to hear it. Oregon beat that ass. I told you it was going to get revenge. I don't like Cal. They're trash and their fans talk about shit. So, anyways, <laughs> um, let's get to these top 25 real quick. 
And, of course, like I said, a few more games have been played. We're about week five. Uh, the stronger teams are, are showing their might. We're going to we're gonna go through the top, uh, the top five real quick. Uh, because of, well, actually, the top four real quick because, you know, of course, there's a, there's only four slots for the playoffs. So uh, let's break these uh, four teams down first. We got Alabama. They're number one. They're 5-0 and overall, 2-0 and in conference play. Like I said, monstrous. They're you know they're they're a juggernaut. They're good on both sides of the ball. They got their their head coach is the is the best in the nation, obviously bar none. And they and they keep mobbing. Uh, we got Georgia. They're five and zero. Uh, they're also three and zero in the conference. I do believe they play Alabama this year. Uh, so. We'll get to see who's the better of the teams. Uh, Ohio State, uh, they're sitting at five. They're sitting pretty at five and zero as well. Two and zero in conference play. I don't know if they go undefeated, but I still have a. I, like I said, I still have them as the favorite to win the Big Twelve. And we also got at this point, and we also bringing out the, the top four. We got Clemson. They're at five and zero and two and zero in conference play. With what I've seen though. Uh, especially with that last win against, and I'm going to call it a quote-unquote win. <laughs> uh, I think they did just enough, just barely enough to win that game. But uh, Clemson, I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I, I, that's that's the one team in the top four that I'm not completely sh- uh, sold upon. Um, I think at one point they could, they could suffer uh, at least one or two losses. So I'm not buying them per se. So, you know, be in like I said, you know. And so if the, the well, with that being said, the, if the season ended today, you'd have uh, Clemson playing Ohio State. Actually, uh, Clemson playing Bama and uh, Georgia playing Ohio State. I mean, two good matchups, but again, you know, it's SEC heavy as it always is. But of course, they're gonna say this is the best conference in football. So there you go. Uh, off to the, the the next, the top five. Well. Five through ten, we got LSU. They're sitting at five and zero in, uh, overall, two and zero in conference play. This is another team that I really don't buy because they got to play Alabama. I don't think they get Alabama because I don't. I know for a fact they don't got the quarterback play. They don't have good quarterbacks. Period in LSU, they never have. I don't care who their quarterback coach is, if it's Camp Cameron or whoever. They ain't got the quarterback play to win the SEC, so I'm not buying them. And I think there's a little SEC bias there to even put them at number five. But whatever, we're moving on. <laughs> Notre Dame is five and zero. I'm not surprised. They beat up on Stanford. I think they should be. I think they should be placed above LSU. LSU ain't played nobody really. I'm not. Again, I'm not a fan of LSU either. I think they're overrated. Coming in at number seven, we got Oklahoma. They're five and zero overall. They got two and zero in conference play. Eventually, they're gonna have to play Texas and, and West Virginia. We'll see how good they are then. If they can get past those two, I could see them possibly beating somebody, uh, moving past the Clemson or maybe even out Ohio State. Uh, coming in at number eight, we got Auburn. They've uh, suffered a loss already. They're at four and one, uh, one and one in conference play. They still got to play Bama. So again, I don't think they, I don't think they move up too much. Um, and even if they do, they're gonna have to take that L against Bama, move right back down. Uh, at number nine, we got West Virginia. They're at four and zero in conference play. Two, I'm uh, sorry, four and zero in overall play. Two and zero in the conference. And you know what? You know, I like their quarterback. 
I like the way they move the ball. Their defense, uh, their defense does give a lot uh, some points, but you know what? It's the Big 12. It happens. You know, if they're able to get past Oklahoma and they got to play Texas too, they can make some noise this year. They can definitely make some noise. And running out the top 10, we got Washington. They're 4-1. They're 2-0 conference play. I don't really agree with this one either, but we'll see how their season goes. They got to play teams like Oregon still. I think they play Oregon uh, next week. They got to go through a bye, or actually Oregon goes through a bye, and then they'll be playing Washington right after that. I, I think the way Oregon played against Stanford, again, I think we have a shot to pull off an upset or two in terms of conference play. Again, I had a I had Oregon as a dark horse originally, and these are one of those games that dark horses. You know, I I will put Washington on upset alert against Oregon. I'm sorry, Oregon is better defensively, uh, not necessarily better than Washington defensively, although I think they might be, but they're definitely better than they usually than they than they have been. Uh, they're still balanced on offense. I think they're trying to find a new pro style off you know pro style identity. Uh, Ball control, you know, clock management, all that good stuff. So, you know, look for them to get better over the course of the season. Washington, I'm putting you on upset alert. Uh, moving on, the rest of the top 25, we got Penn State at number 11. They're 4 1 over, overall. Here comes Central Florida at number 12. They're 4 and zip. My boys, Kentucky, you know, here they are. They're undefeated 5 and 0. I think they, you know, they, they snubbing them just a little bit. But again, uh, they haven't really played the. Play the the real legit teams on their schedule just yet. Uh, we got Michigan at fifteen. Actually, sorry, Stanford at fourteen. They're four and one. Uh, Michigan at fifteen. They're also four and one. Wisconsin comes in at three and one. They're uh sorry, Wisconsin comes in at sixteen at three and one. Uh, Miami out there in Florida. They're they're number seventeen, four and one overall. And my boys, Oregon, the Ducks, baby, the mighty mighty Ducks. They're sitting there at number eighteen, four and one. They got that good one against Cal. They're gonna be going into a bye week. They have an opportunity to move up big time. Like I said, with a with an upset win against Washington, we got number nineteen Texas. They're coming in at four and one. They are looking a little bit better this year as well. Again, they got to go through that gauntlet of Oklahoma and West Virginia. I think the winner. I think the winner of that round robin between those two, those three teams is probably going to win the championship of the Big the Big Twelve championship. So. You know, look for those three games um, to be good ones. We got Michigan State coming in at 20. They're at 3-1. and one. Uh, Colorado, they're still undefeated. That's surprising, but they're coming in at 20, uh, 21. Uh, Michigan State is 20, excuse me. Uh, we also got at 22, Florida coming in at 3-1. and one. I'm not really sold on them either. I think they'll probably drop out of the top 25 within the next couple of weeks, to be honest with you. Uh, 23, we got NC State, another undefeated team. I think with the way the ACC is going, they could probably challenge. And I'm again, I'm not completely sold on Clemson. If you know if they play each other this this season, I'll have to I'll have to check that for you. I would take NC State as an upset. Um, that's just me. At 24, we got Virginia Tech. They're at three and one, and rounding out the top 25, uh, we got Oklahoma State. They're sitting at four and one. So, like I said, uh, the top 25. You know, we have some teams that are taking some L's. We still got some undefeated teams. But, again, we're getting a clearer picture about who's the cream of the crop. All right, y'all. So, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap everything up with some NFL news and also some of the scores from today. Actually, all the scores from today. And, uh, yeah, come right back. All right, my people. So, we're going to wrap everything up for tonight. 
and we're gonna talk some NFL. And the biggest story is the NFL may be pulling out of this deal with DirecTV. Um, they are they are under contract until 2019. Uh, if you guys aren't, you know, familiar with the season season pass or the season ticket pass, whatever, uh, their little, you know, addition to their cable package, um, they're, you know, if they pull out that deal officially, that will end, and this is pretty much because you know the world is going to streaming. You know, everybody's watching everything on the internet. Nobody's really watching uh, TV. Uh, viewership is down. Uh, nobody's, you know, like I said, attendance is is sort of down, but Internet viewership is up. Streaming is up. Uh, boxing has jumped on this uh, already. They're probably one of the first to jump on the bandwagon only because they're probably suffering the worst in terms of viewership, unless it's like championship fights. But uh, I know one platform, Daz In, uh, headed by, I want to say, uh, Eddie Hearn from out of uh, out of the UK, or at least he's affiliated with those guys. Um, they're pretty much a big time streaming platform and they've been streaming a lot of stuff sports related. So look for, you know, the, the NFL, if they pull out of this deal with direct TV to probably work with somebody, you know, if not Dazin or, uh, somebody, you know, another streaming platform, like I, like I said, it's just, you know, they're moving on with the times again, you know, viewership is down and, you know, like I said, streaming is up so why not make that move you know why not you know before it's too late before the ratings drop even more so uh we also got some injury news now your boy earl thomas suffered a lower leg fracture this is similar to the, well this is the exact same injury to the exact same leg that he had in 2016 uh which is the year that he had to stay out the whole time now there's no timetable for his return Hence me, and this, and this, uh, this too could be a season-ending injury as well. Now there was some drama with this. Uh, Earl Thomas decided to flip off his sideline while he was getting carted off the field. Now this probably, or more than I would say, ninety percent has something to do with his contract disputes. Now, you know, he probably well, he's probably the second or third best player during the Legion of Boom era, but he's definitely the best player now. But, you know, unfortunately, the Seattle Seahawks didn't really. Well, I mean, they had a contract ready for him, but I guess, you know, he didn't want to sign it. So they eventually, you know, nothing was signed. and He didn't have a long term, you know, contract to go on. And now he's facing an injury that could possibly sit him out the entire year. So he doesn't really have any money after this. Uh, well, he has. Of course, he has money saved up, of course. Hopefully he's not a dummy. But uh, what I'm saying is, you know. He had he hadn't resigned anything, so after this year, they can cut him, they can get rid of him or whatever because he doesn't have that contract. Uh, so you know I can see his anger, uh, but it's not it's not his teammates' fault. I mean, what can they do? What 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 are they gonna do? It's just causing more dysfunction, more friction to a team that's, in my opinion, barely getting by. We'll get to that more in the scores. Now, um, we had an awesome day. Uh, in terms of football, I think we have some really high-powered games. Uh, let's get right into it with uh, Cincinnati and, and Atlanta. Uh, they went at it back and forth. Uh, Cincinnati was able to get the win, 37-36. Let's get into these stats real quick. Andy Dalton with 29-41, 331 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Gio Bernard, um, he had a pretty good game running the ball. He had two touchdowns on 62 yards, efficient. Um Anytime we can score multiple touchdowns, I don't really care about the yardage. That's just me. Tyler Boyd, the uh, the 
the tight end. He had 113 yards. Uh, A.J. Green also helped out with 78 yards and the game-winning touchdown. And um, in terms of Atlanta, you know, another heartbreaker for Matt Ryan because he's been balling his ass off. Um, he was able to get – he was able to go 21 of 39 with three touchdowns. So, really, another monster game from him uh, up, you know, over 300 yards. So, just, again, you know, balling out. But, you know, just couldn't get it done. The defense – this is really was a defense's issue. Uh, Edo Smith, he was able to get a rushing touchdown. Uh, the rookie Calvin Ridley, he was able to get two touchdowns. And Julio Jones was able to get 173 yards, uh, leading the way in passing. And in terms of defense, DeMonte Casey, uh, he had 10 total tackles. And again, you know, I think the main issue with Atlanta is their defense. And if I'm if I'm looking at week five, I got one coach. I got one coach to add to the high seat. Dan Quinn. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded guy. He's giving up thirty-seven points, thirty points in multiple games. Gotta go. Gotta go. If they don't get their shit together, I say he has to go. Uh, we got some more uh, NFC action. The the Bears going off on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, forty-eight to twenty-eight. James Winston came back. He's trash. He he was terrible. Fitzpatrick, he wasn't all that either. So there you go. Uh, Detroit, they took a they took a heart a heartbreaking L. I know it was to Dallas, twenty four to twenty six. Green Bay blanks Buffalo, twenty two to uh, twenty two to zip. Uh, a upset. I think this one is a mild upset. Uh, the Titans was able to beat the Eagles 26-23 in overtime. Uh, Houston was able to get it done against Indiana, uh, Indianapolis uh, in overtime, 37-34. Uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars blew out the Jets 31-12. What can you say? Jets, I got their rookie, so it's going to be... It's gonna be a long. It's gonna be a long season. Long season. I also think Todd Bowles might be put on the high seat pretty soon too, if he's not already there. I think it's a little bit warm. If I'm not, if if I if I do say so myself. Now off to off to these other schools. We got Miami beating up on my. Uh, I'm sorry. We got New England beating up on Miami, thirty-eight to seven. Maybe they're back. Maybe you know they just had a good day, and or maybe just Miami isn't as good as we thought they were. Any, 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 take any of those reasons. <laughs> I, I again, um, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna hate on New England, but again, they do play in a in a pretty easy division. So, uh, moving on, we got my my boys, my Raiders. They pulled it out in overtime. They were able to get it done against Cleveland, ah, forty-five to forty-two. Ugly game for our defense again. You know, I saw Derek Carr do some things. Uh, we were, we were able to get some interceptions, but again, I think that's because we're going up against Baker Mayfield. And looking at Baker Mayfield, I think he has some throwing issues. I would look out for him too. Um, I think he got exposed a little bit, but. We didn't play that great defensively, but we were able to get the win. Uh, we got Seattle. Um, yeah, Seattle coming out on top. 
despite the Earl Thomas drama, 20-17 to against Arizona. But again, another game in which their offense really didn't show up, really, and they could have probably, they could have possibly lost the game, too. Uh, Russell Wilson, he went 19-26. to He had 172 yards. Game manager numbers. Uh, Mike Davis, the running back, he had 101 yards, two touchdowns. Tyler uh, Lockett led the way in terms of receiving. He had 53 yards in total. Trey Flowers and Bobby Wagner, uh, they they did a solid job on defense. Their defense is is pretty, it's still pretty solid though, even with all the losses. Uh, I don't know how good they'll be without Earl Thomas though, but um, they got eight and seven, uh, eight and seven total tackles respectively. And uh, in terms of Arizona, the rookie Josh Rosen, he had he went 15 to 27, 180 yards. He scored a touchdown late in the game that could have actually won them the game, but uh, the the Seahawks were able to, of course, you know, pull it out. Uh, we got the tight end Ricky Seals Jones getting 52 yards. Oh, David Johnson, he also rushed for 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Chad Williams was able to get a touchdown. And in terms of defense, Trey Boston, the safety, led the way. He had 11 total tackles, so a good game from him. Uh, but again, you know, the Seahawks were able, to, were able to, do, to do just enough on offense to win the game. And I don't think they can live like that forever, but they can live one more week. Uh, we got New Orleans beating up on the Giants, thirty-three to thirty-three to eighteen. Eli, it's over. Go home. OBJ, step your game up, dog. Okay, a ninety million dollar contract, man, and y'all can't win. Well, I think you got over a hundred million, and y'all still can't win. I'm, mm. ooh, Giants, y'all got issues. Uh, okay, and you wanna know who else has issues? Big time issues, Pittsburgh. I told you, I told y'all last week, like right, that they was at the plateau. What happens? They can either go up, they can go down. I told you, I think it's gonna go down, and they did, losing to Baltimore, twenty six to fourteen. I told you, I told you. I don't think I didn't. T- I I warned you. Uh, your boy Joe Flacco, he. He had a turning back, turning back of the clock game. He had a solid game for a really good, prolific game passing for once. Exciting, going twenty eight for forty two, three hundred sixty three yards. He threw for a lot of yards. He had two touchdowns as well. Uh, in terms of rushing, Alex uh, Collins he had only forty two yards, but he was able to help out with a receiving touchdown. So he, you could say he did his thing too. Uh, John Brown he had one hundred sixteen yards and a touchdown. And in terms of defense, C.J. Mosley. Man, from Alabama, I know one thing. They can't they don't produce no quarterbacks, but in terms of defense, they'll give you a linebacker. They'll give you some defensive linemen. CJ Mosley, he leads the way with eight total tackles, baby. And in terms of Pittsburgh, the boys, mm, mm, mm. Throw your towels away. Shut up. Pittsburgh. Big Ben goes for 27 of 47. 274 yards, a touchdown interception. I think it's pedestrian. Quite pedestrian. Ha. All that stuff y'all talk. Y'all, y'all are one of the most obnoxious fan bases. This is why I t- I like to see the, dis- the, the, the dysfunction and the falling apart. Because they're doing it to themselves. The diva, Antonio Brown. He does get a touchdown. He has five catches, 62 yards. Average. All that, all that talk, Antonio. You're average, sixty-five yards average. That's not raw, bruh. 
not raw enough for me to take you seriously when you want to talk about choking out reporters. You want to talk about how you the best this and the best. Shut up, Antonio. Mr. 65 Yards. Mr. 65 Yards in the AFC Divisional Game. I don't want to hear you no more. John Bostic led the way defensively for Pittsburgh with nine total tackles. And I'm telling you right now, the wheels are falling off. I'm moving on. Tomorrow night, we got your boys, KC and Denver. That should be a good game. Your boy, Patrick Mahomes, he's on a he's on a record-setting tear. Denver, I don't think has that great of a defense. I'm going to go with KC here. I think they're going to take over. They're definitely going to solidify their spot in the AFC West, sink their teeth into that number one spot. Oh, and before I forget, of course, Thursday night, uh, the Vikings were able to – well, the Vikings lost to the uh, Rams 38-31. And um, that's it, y'all. We've made it through another night. I'm back on it. I will be back tomorrow. I will be having the war on the street. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, we're going to have some more uh, NFL topics. We're going to be talking about Monday Night Football, of course, uh, the, the results of the KC Denver game. We're going to also talk a little bit of college football as well. Uh, we're going to be going over just some of the surprises so far this year. Also, some disappointments. This is a mid-year report. I'm also going to do the three takeaways for the NFL as well. And uh, some three takeaways. Not not the three questions for the next week. Yeah, I'm going I'm to wait. wait a little bit more for my three questions for weeks. Uh, I think it'll be week six we're heading into. But I definitely have five uh, takeaways for week five. Or three. I'm sorry. Three takeaways for week five. So, we're going to be talking about that as well. And we're going to have the world on the street like we always do. And I'm still working on the Kamikaze review. Don't think I forgot. I'm just listening through the album as I as I go along. I'm still listening to the song. So give me a minute with that. I'll, I will try to have that out for you tomorrow as well. All right, my people. Like I said, I'm back. I never really left, of course. But I'm, you know, I'm here to connect with y'all. Uh, look me up on Snapchat, Jay Butler. Also on the Facebook, L Jamal Johnny E L J A M A H A D J A N I. I'm here to talk to you. Give me any, give me any suggestions. I'm here for you. And if anybody hasn't told you, good night, and I love you. Peace out, y'all.